Fast Exports uh, Quickie Podcast Masters Preview with our very special golf analyst and expert. Um, is it Commander Klaus? Is it just Kraus? What is it that you want to be called? What's up? <laughs> well, that's kind of the signature. I don't know. I, is that the we'll new see signature? If six or not the whole what's up thing? But I like it, so we're gonna roll with it. But um, yeah, no, this is this feels weird. This really feels like. Honestly, it's hard to get into like the golf mode because yep. it's November, but it really helped with us getting straight 70s last week. So now I'm kind of in like the full blown, like it feels like April mode. So we're well, like, here's the thing. If Masters, you remember last Masters, last Masters Sunday was like a giant snowstorm, S- giant snowstorm on Masters Sunday last year or 18 months ago. It was it was the same time Game of Thrones was going on. It's the same time that the last Masters happened. I, I think I can remember that, but that, that feels so long ago. I, it feels like Tiger Woods won the Masters six years ago, and, you know? So, obviously the big storyline this uh, week is pretty much DeChambeau. All right, so I think we just got to start with DeChambeau and get our thoughts out of this guy. It's basically whether or not he's going to dominate uh, Augusta. We saw the uh, the score sheet or the, the notes that uh, the Golf Digest took on what he's hitting. What... What was your thoughts just on basically how he was hitting, how he's going to play this course? I know you are uh, your golf. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Realist or specialist? You yeah. love the, the way the game of golf is played in the olden days. You don't believe in the new fad of hitting the ball as far as you can. You believe in hitting fairways, putting well, chipping well. But Bryson has basically just crammed that right up your ass this entire golf season. So I guess where do you even stand now? Are you starting to come around a little bit on this guy? Yeah, I, I mean. I wouldn't say I've ever, like, been, I don't know, I don't mean to sound like the media here or anything, but I've never really been, like, against the guy. I mean, you can look at my tweets and you might think otherwise. From, yeah, you've been against like, him. You are Brooks Kepka. You love Brooks Kepka, like, and he's Bro- here's Brooks Kepka's sworn enemy. I, well, he, Brooks Kepka is my favorite golfer, but I respect a player who's going to go out there and win majors. I, I don't agree. No, I don't agree with him crushing the ball, and I never will, probably because I can't do it myself. I mean, to be truthful, you know. But it, it's good. It's good to see somebody actually be them talking about somebody that's good and, and might win multiple majors. Because right now we just have so much parity. We have this guy winning this, this guy winning that. So there's never any like dominant force. So I like that. But I don't know. I, I don't like the whole like crush it and see where it goes and then get your eagle. That's not golf. How is that not golf? I don't understand how people say that it's not golf. What do you want him to do? Hit the ball less far? Like It doesn't it's make sense. Nerds like you are ruining people, golf. People are resistant to change. I think that's what it is. I mean... Well, what's the change? Just the ball's getting hit further? I don't understand the change. It's the, the technology. It's all technology-based where you have... I mean, give me a set from 1960, brand new set. I'll shoot the same score that what I'd shoot. No, you would not. That is the biggest lie. Dude, I would bet $100. You would not crack 90 with a pair of 1950s clubs. There's no (laughs) shot you. Are you serious? Are you serious? Why do you have all the fancy clubs then? Why do you spend thousands of dollars on golf equipment? If you don't, if it's golf clubs, that's a good point. I don't know. It's a, it's a really, it, that's what I mean. Really People are saying that Bryson's – how is he ruining golf? He's making it way more badass, for lack of a better term, by hitting the ball far, you know, doing the protein shakes, yeah, uh, do, worrying about the same length of his clubs, and, like, do he does – he's a mix of – but that's what I don't understand. It seems like he should be right up your alley. 
you know, He's you're cool. you kind of are like the old Bryson, you know, kind of nerdy, quirky. You you, you have the protractor out. You <laughs> need. And, and I I will be honest on this. You saw my golf game this year, Bats, and you know that I wasn't very accurate this year. This is probably my most inaccurate year. I had that duck hook. I fixed it back in September, but I was spraying it. I was going right. I was going left. Iron shots were inaccurate. So, and I was still scrambling parts. So, I mean, there, his way of golf isn't bad where you just kind of hit it and see where it goes. Cause I mean, pretty much not, I didn't do that this year, but it, I don't know. It, it's not, he's not cheating. That, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think he's ruining golf. It's just that he's changing golf. I mean, it's just really hard to like see a par five, him hitting a niner into it and then, you know, hitting it five feet for Eagle. That's just new. I just don't what is it that people hate about this guy so much I mean obviously it's the interactions with fans it's the he kind of like he thinks he's like he thinks he's like um like a bodybuilder and he's not even like he's kind of fat he's got a beer gut that's like what I don't really understand about why people act like he's like crushing these protein shakes and all this stuff he's just eating cheeseburgers he's just right he's just getting fat well that's why people don't like him you just answered it is because he is arrogant to where he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to live to be 140 years old. I'm going to do all these protein shakes that literally now he's just Mr. Tubby. And then he complains about an ant on a golf ball. I mean, that's like something that we do as an excuse. Like, oh, I flubbed it because there was a, you know, box elder bug on my ball. It's like, that's childish stuff. Do you think that, um, he is, what's like, I guess, what is the best scenario that you think in terms of what would be the most entertaining? Is it him just, like, shitting down his leg and, like, missing the cut? Is it him losing on, like, a – like, let's say he misses, like, a 10-footer and he ends up losing. Or is it him just flat-out winning the thing and basically doing what he did to the PGA? What is the one that you – maybe not the one you're rooting for the most, but the one that you think would be the most entertaining? Most entertaining? Um, I'd say that – if Brooks is winning the tournament and Bryson missing the cut, that would be my preferred um, way to go because that'd be hilarious. But I guess a close runner-up would be Bryson winning it because if you can back up them talking about you nonstop, wall-to-wall for months and win another major after winning the U.S. Open, I mean, I'll, I'll get I'll, hats off to the guy. I mean, he can't he can't diss that. That's here's why. Why is he such like a runaway favorite? Because it's not like he sucks at them at Augusta every year. Like, why is it all of a sudden, just because, is, I know it's like he's basically two different guys from this season compared to, like, seasons in the past, but I don't understand how it's like he's just going to dominate the course now. He hasn't been able to figure it out, period. I don't, I mean, this is just from, like, I'm sure people will probably, they don't look at this too much, but Bryson had five wins on the PGA before he did all this bodybuilding stuff. I mean, he already was, like, he was, like, the scientist, they called him, and he did, like, the, you know, the one club like length stuff and um you know the putter how he holds it stuff like that i don't know how he holds like on his in between his arm it's like he was already doing weird stuff and then with like the compass and stuff but he was already like a top ncaa like individual champion yeah he won the amateur champion yeah so like he didn't even need to do all this stuff he already was talented but i guess he was willing to risk it all and risk potential injury in the future to achieve what he I mean, he, he did, he earned, I, I will say that his way of approaching it won the U.S. Oval. He won it. I mean, there's, he was the best player that week, yeah. and then there was, it worked. Will it happen again? We'll see. I, you can't, you can't question that. 
Uh, so just back to let's let's rewind a little bit. Just the Masters in general in November. It seems like their Twitter feed is kind of really like hyping it up like a fall Masters. Do you think that when we turn on the TV on Thursday that this is going to look any different than it has in the past? Like, is are the trees going to be orange? Are is it really going to be that much different? Are the are there not going to be any flowers, or is, do you think it's all kind of just they realize that people are thinking it's going to be this crazy like Thanksgiving themed Masters when really it's just going to be the same exact tournament just without spectators and it's in the fall. Um. Yeah. That it's going to be that the no spectators part will be. I will say that will be the one tournament. This will be the one time where it will be weird not having people watch them. you're not looking forward to it at all though not having spectators being able <sighs> to see the entire it. course kind of for how it's actually like how if me and you went and played it what it would look like to us i'm not complaining about that at all i don't i don't like you know hearing the whole baba booey <laughs> it gets old it, it, i think that they it, i don't know it, it, it adds to like the whole effect especially on like the back nine of augusta it's gonna really suck because you're gonna have you know, say Tiger makes a birdie on 15, he's two back, and all of a sudden he's one back. And, you know, the leader, Bryson, who's choking the lead, is on 18, and he bogeys. Now they're tied. The fans won't know that because there's or, – or the, or the players won't know that because the fans won't be there to go, ah. But – That's what everyone – so is that legit? Like, the only t- – I know the – do you think that the fact that Bryson's not going to be able to have a, like, score – like, it, the Augusta's pretty much the only tournament that doesn't have a green book, correct? Which Bryson pretty much swears yeah. by. That's what he uses. Do you think that – like, I, I hear a lot that that's why Tiger does so well here is because he's more of a field player where he doesn't he doesn't even go off of, like, statistics. It's more of just, like, give me the raw yardage and that's, I'll hit a, I'll yeah. go from there. Do you think that that's going to play a factor in this? No, I think I think that's exactly what it is because people look at like Fred Couples or Bernard Longer. I mean, these guys will, who won the Masters 25 years ago are always in the mix. Even Top Watson was doing it back, you know, 10 years ago. He'd shoot 66 in the first round. Everybody like, oh man, turn back the clock. So I fully expect Phil to do that for the next decade. And then you know, guys like VJ Singh probably. I mean, he's done it before. Um, which is oh, I guess he didn't win the Masters, but. Um, I mean, Tiger will probably do it if he's healthy when he, once he gets a little older. But, yeah, you got guys who won't – basically won't – they go to Augusta and they, and they play their, their old self. They won't be – age won't be a factor. Yeah. And it's just play golf. There's no analyzing stuff. There's no like, oh, I got to do all this before I hit the ball. So just, just hit it. Just hit the ball. So uh, a few of the other names up top. I mean, let's just talk. Let's get this out of the way right now. Tiger Woods, the elephant in the room, the people who maybe don't care that much about the Masters, but who follow golf casually. This is the guy they care about. I mean, he's currently going off at 40 to 1 odds, which judging by how he's been playing lately, I don't think you would. I think it'd be idiotic pretty much to bet on this guy. But I, I think the more likely scenario is that he might barely just make the cut. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the cut. But then again, it's Tiger, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, on a Sunday, he's right there in the hunt. Where, where do you see him playing? Um, I don't see him missing the cut. I don't see that happening. I mean, unless he's totally – if he misses the cut, I'd, I'd bring back that he could even be injured because he hasn't played good at all this year. So I'd say that there's something else going on if he misses just because he's so good at Augusta. Yeah, but I expect him to play. With him, it's hard to predict. It's either like he's in it or he's not. Probably, yeah. 
T20. I You'll know, we will like know that. day one whether he's going to be in it or out of it. Is basically, he's, he's, that's one thing, is basically off the first tee, you know whether he's on or he's off. Mm-hmm. And he kind of plays sort of like, if last year he kind of had like a Bryson type stretch where he was not hitting fairways. And he was just mm-hmm. kind of slapping together pars and birdies where that's kind of basically, it seems to be what Bryson's strategy basically is, is that he doesn't care about hitting fairways. He just bombs it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, well, it, let me, let me bring up another point, too, is that Bryson isn't the only guy that can crush it. I mean, they're acting like Bryson just opened up, like, a whole new, like, he can hit it 80 yards more than the next guy. It's like, that's not the case. His average is, I'll, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think it's only, like, 340, if I had to just yeah. do a rough guess. I'd have to look. But basically, it's, let's just say it's 340. Other guys, like Dustin or Justin Thomas, they're hitting it, like, 320. So, I mean, they're not, it's not like they are, you know, 80 yards behind Bryson. Maybe like one hole, Bryson might hit it on the green on like hole three or something like that, and you know get lucky and get an eagle or something like that. And everybody goes, "Oh my gosh, he just eagled a, a 400 yard hole with with a putt." But I mean, he he also is known to choke. I mean, Bryson is Mister, you know, that one hole where he had to do like three out of bounds shots in a row just because he's arrogant. It's like he he's one hole away from having a meltdown. So he really is. Yeah. Uh, is oh, yeah. it's it's crazy to me how Jordan Spieth is just completely like I'm looking at all the favorites here and he is nowhere even near this he's all the way at 55 to one odds and there's and that's like probably the 25th or 30th highest odds. Did I, you say 75 to one? 55 to one. 55 to one? Yes. I'd take those odds. I'd take them right now. Jordan Spieth is like an old guy when it comes to the Masters. He might suck everywhere else, but you know. He's going to be up there someday. He's up there every year. Every but, single year he's up there. I would not count him out. So let's just get right into it right now. Who are you are famously, you picked Morikawa to win uh, the PGA. You've, no. You are very, you actually are kind of a ringer. You had a little bit of a step back with the U.S. Open. You were way off with both your picks. Dustin Johnson came tied for fifth. <laughs> he was way off, dude. He was 10 strokes behind the leader. Tied for fifth. <laughs> So I mean, who are you looking it was, at? He was, uh, it was the most ir- irrelevant tie for fifth you'll ever see in your life. Exactly. You never saw him on the leaderboard, ever. E- exactly. But, uh, just to throw out a few of the names up here at the top of the list, you let me know if you who – I'm going to roll through the top ten. You give me three of these top ten guys that you like. I mean, you have Dustin Johnson, 17 to – seventeen divide, basically two to one, essentially. Uh, John Rahm, 10 to one. Justin Thomas, 12 to one. Rory McIlroy, 12 to one. Shoffley, uh, 14 to one. Brooks Kepka, I know you love him, 16 to one. Uh, and then and then we take a big jump here. Hideki Matsuyama is twenty five to one, and then Patrick Cantlay twenty five to one. Of those guys, who are you circling? And then they even have Bubba Watson at twenty one, twenty eight to one, and Patrick Reed at twenty eight to one. Who do you like? I'd take Kepka right now. Was it sixteen to one? Yes. Seth? I'll take him. I, I after I feel like it's coming full circle because I did that blog about two months ago about what happened to him. But I mean, he just came tied for fifth last week. Kepka did and looked really good. Shot like 65, 66 on the weekend. And I mean, let's, let's just face it. He's coming off a tie for second last year at the masters one stroke behind tiger. Everybody forgets that he had a 20 footer to tie tiger and he missed. So how electric would have that been to see a playoff between those two? It, but is he injured though? That seems to be what everyone's no, wondering. Well, I, I, that, I don't know. That brings a good point. Cause if he, he, I mean, he missed the U S open. So, for him missing the U.S. Open, 
I think he he would have had to be injured enough to miss a major to be prepared for this one. So if he doesn't play good on this one, I think there might be issues. But I'm going to assume he has a grand plan here and excuse me, say that he missed the U.S. Open to pull the juggernaut fifth major at Augusta. And then I guess for the other two, um, do you know my other guy is Ustazen? Was he on there by any chance? Ustazen's, okay, that's my guy. Which you purposely, st- I pick Usaizen every year to win the Masters. And he's every year, he as a long shot, he's right up at the top. This is the year he's finally going to pull through. He's 55 to 1. But no, no this year. I'm pulling, I'm, 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 I'm going to get out of that. Pretend I never said that. You can have one. You can have that guy. You know what? I'm going with, uh, what was uh, Dustin? Uh, Dustin is uh, 17 to 2. 17 slash 2. So basically, so, like. Okay. A little bit I less than put, eight to one. I, I would definitely take that. That's that's a shoe in because Dustin is playing out of his mind right now. He has won the FedEx Cup, basically basically won out the FedEx Cup, all three events basically, except losing to Rahm in a playoff. And he just came tied for second last week. Then he was off for like a month because he um, was positive or whatever, and then yeah. came back. So he's fully good now and. I, I think he's, I don't know, he, he at least will come top 10. I guarantee you that. Winning it for him, he's only got one major. I don't really want to like say he's going to. but And then third guy, go uh, John Rahm. I think he, basically just a field pick. I think, I don't really like the guy that much. I like his swing, <laughs> but I can just see him winning because I know that ticked me off, so... It, it doesn't. It does. You're right. It does not really feel like the Masters is actually here. No. I'll believe it when no. I actually see it. But in terms yeah. of it is almost usually the Masters is right in the heart of you know NBA playoffs and NCAA tournament just wraps up. Um, baseball is just getting started this year. It's kind of coming at a good time, at least for like Michigan fans and Michigan State fans and Lions fans or us in Michigan, where we need something. Oh my god, we we need something more more than ever. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to throw out my official picks. I'm going with, uh, obviously, like I said, Louis Ustajan, 55 to 1 odd. 55 to 1 odds. I, throw five bucks on him. Throw five you, bucks on him, and you will be rich you if the you win. On him for me. I, I was thinking him, but you totally did a, three, a 180 on me. I, I would never pick him now. And then I, I love your John Rom pick. He's kind of the guy that no one wants to see win, but it wouldn't yeah. shock us if he does. But I think Tony Finau. 28 to 1. I like him. He was right in the he was right there. If it wasn't for Tiger Woods being the guy that was trailing behind him, he probably would have he should have won the Masters last year. It's just no one was going to be able to off with with Stan Tiger uh in the hunt on Sunday. So as long as Tiger is out of the picture, I think Tony Finau has a really good chance at 28 to 1. And I'm surprised he's not higher. Yeah, I agree. It's just the problem with Tony Finau is he never wins. He's got one win, and it was like a scrub bus, Puerto Rico Open win. So he just always is a, a choker. He's like Dustin Johnson in majors. That's how he is in like every tournament. He's always in the hunt. He is. But then he never wins. So it, it's hard to root for him knowing that. It's kind of no. like a Lee Westwood, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he is. So, what are, yeah. so going into Masters Week, for people who maybe are the casual viewers, what are the three storylines that people should be – like, what are the three headline grabs heading into this week that that makes a casual viewer want to tune in? By the end of the week or by, like, for, like, right Go now? Leading into Thursday, yes. Going into Thursday? Um, something to watch, like you said, something to 
get your mind off the. No, I mean, like, who are the what is? <laughs> I didn't what? mean I like mean what are that? the storyline? Like Bryson, is he gonna dominate Augusta? Tiger, can he uh, defend? What are you? What are you personally inside the mind of Klaus? What is it? The three storylines that you can't wait to see how they play out. All right, first one, Deshambo. We got we got to see how he turns out. I mean, if he if he misses the cutter, if he even comes like t forty, that's going to be a definite like pride killer for him. He's not coming back from this one for months. You're going to be dancing on his grave, aren't you? He's the guy. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he either succeeds or, or fails from this. Um, and then second, I'm really curious to see how Tiger's going to play because yeah. I, I, you just never know anymore. Like with him with the U.S. Open, I, like at the last second, I had like a feeling that he might somehow just return and like be in the hunt. Remember he was like three under through nine or something like that when everybody was under par. He was yeah. kind of like blowing it up. Then he fell apart. He shot like a two over par round, which wasn't bad, but then imploded the second round. So he needs to put more rounds together. And I don't know if he's going to do that or not. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays as defending champ. I don't think he's going to win just because it's hard to like defend the masters because you know, you don't usually put the green jacket on yourself. Just think yeah. about that. So, um, it, it's just going to be, has that ever that. happened? Has somebody ever won back to back masters? Yeah. Tiger did back in one or two. So how did they, he just kept the jacket on. He put it on himself pretty much. Like you look, said, you just, he said they never done that. I don't know. Actually look up 2002 Masters. I'm not actually sure. I think, I don't know if VJ just would put him back, put back on him. Cause he won 2000. I don't know if they just, you know, put it, um, did a repeat maybe, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. So you, okay. So and the number three, what are you looking for? Number three, three, how the course plays. I, I have no idea how this course is going to play. It just, it, it, it's so weird watching even, even like the live from the masters, like, you know, the coverage on golf channel, just because it just doesn't feel, it just feels so weird. I mean, it's cool, but it's like, is this really, you know, happening? And just with all the craziness going on, it's like, it just sums up 2020. But I don't know how this course is going to play in terms of like under par. Um, I'll be posting my official blog tonight about who's going to win it, who my two picks are, what the winning score is. But I don't know what the winning score I think is going to be. If I guess right now, I'm going to go. Well, do you think it's going to, yeah, do you think it's going to play harder or not as hard as in years past? I think, I think it's going to play like the same. I think it's going to be a little bit easier just because they're getting rain tomorrow. Just compared to like, the winning score last year, Tiger won at, my, at nine under. So just judging off of that, you think it's going to be, they're going to, players are going to go lower? Oh, it's going to be lower. Yeah, they're going to be like 13, 14, 15 under par at okay. least. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it's going to be like 18, but I'm thinking like 14 or 15 because it's going to be a softer course. Yeah. The, the greens, everything's going to be all, and they're getting rain tomorrow. What does it say? Wednesday. So it starts tomorrow. Shoot. So tomorrow morning they're getting like big thunderstorms. So we might be seeing like delays and stuff like that. So I don't know how that's going to, and then the time change too. I don't know if like then I'm assuming it's going to get dark down there. Like at yeah. So how so. are they, are they teeing off earlier than they normally do? I think so. I think they're going off. Yeah. They're going off like at 8 AM, stuff like that. Groups of three. And they're going off both tees and stuff just to try oh, to Oh, are they going off both tees? Is that how they're doing it? I think so, yeah. It, so they can get 
groups out there, have like a morning wave, and then yeah, get the afternoon guys before like try to team up like at noon or something like that to get them out. And then uh, before we wrap this show, you uh, famously, you know, this is kind of the year of golf, really, that golf kind of took over the sports realm for a little while there with quarantine. It was the only thing anyone could do. You wanted to get your thoughts out on just, I think, your personal game uh, and what what did 2020 bring you in terms of your golf game? I will say this. I'm just going to give my honest opinion of how your golf game was this summer. It didn't impress me. I feel like in a year that a lot of people took a lot of big strides uh, in their own play, oh, you kind of oh, took okay. a step backward. You were famously MVP of the golf team your freshman year. Since then, I feel like you haven't quite lived up to your potential. I figured you'd be a scratch golfer by now. You're kind of still hovering around the six, seven, eight handicap range. I, I just, w- what is it that happened? I, you kind of, you lost control of your driver. The putter wasn't quite as uh, bullseye as it's been in years past. I, am I wrong in, in that assumption? I mean, I wouldn't say it's like, wrong i mean you buzz it up for the the pot i get it but i mean hey you know what i'll take a six handicap all day i mean that that's i mean yeah i want to get better obviously over like time but six is fine with me that's what it is right now i'm good with that for for good dude that that's perfect i mean shooting 80 or lower is a good standard that's where i was at most of the year um i think a lot of it is just like when you get frustrated on the course it makes you seem like you're playing worse than what you really are you know when you're throwing a hissy fit over one bogey or something like that it makes you feel like you're playing worse but no it, the drivers it's been fixed on september um after the duck hook mick miss misses and i mean I'm, I'm hitting it perfect now putting's a little bit off i'd say going into next year though just because it's like you know like the fall greens aerated all that it just you don't, you don't really care as much. You just like you're like, eh. If I make it, great. If not, so that'll be the biggest focus: is short game. And chipping too. My chipping's been, my chipping's never bad, but it's right. not good. It's not good. I haven't practiced it enough. So, what about your game though? <laughs> I feel like my game has exploded to the point where I'm pretty much as good as you. That's honest to God how I feel. When I step onto the tee, it's Brooks Kepka versus Bryson DeChambeau. I feel like it's hit or miss. You you seem to believe that you're like way better than I am, but in actuality, if we just go off of scores whenever we play together, you are you beat me maybe half the time. You 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 beat me in almost every scramble matchup we did this year. Literally, I probably beat you one time out of nine in all the scrambles we did. You are not so, a good scramble player. I'm not. I'm horrible at it. I, I don't know why. If anybody has any tips, please inbox me. I have no idea why I am, except when I'm playing with a couple people. There's a, there's a couple people I can just totally go off with. But other than that, um, I don't know what it is. But stroke play, I, I beat you almost every time. You beat me a couple times, but you you, 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 you have made great strides. You, you shot 30s this year. You putted like an all-star in the second half of the season. First half, you were lost on it found your touch and then driving you kind of like flip-flop you you were bombing it straight first half and second half it got probably just fatigue from the you know playing all summer because you get sick of golf after like yeah you do august once september hits you're sick yeah and the only reason we kept playing this year is just because of everything and you know otherwise we would have hung them up back in probably early september yeah uh this is the way i would look at my golf game it's 
I think next summer is the summer that I maybe start doing some Tiger Woods days. You know, live at a course. Basically live at a course. Driving range, play, <laughs> playing all day, hit the driving range in the morning, hit the putting green, like see how good I can get. Like I think next summer is where I, is where I peak in golf for the rest of my life. I see how good I can get. I spend I live at the range, I live at the course, and basically from there I just it's all downhill from there. But come July next summer is when I'm gonna be at the tippy top of my abilities. I wanna see just how good I can get. If I dedicate my life to it, how good can I get? Well we'll be able to see that in action because of the uh, the fat stacks turning coming up too. You know, we'll do the five game series or it's in the works right now trying you, to get Let me say this. Do you think I can get down to a where I will, sh- I can get to where I'm shooting low seventies. Do you think I guarantee I could do that in one summer? I bet you I, I can get my handicap down summer. to a two. I bet you I can get it down to a two or three summer, in dude. one summer. Those I guarantee you. Yes, I bet you I can no. get my handicap to a two or three in one summer. No, you couldn't. No, I, I couldn't. Dude, I know you can. You don't have the determination. You're not as good of a player. Your swing is flawed. My swing is is gorgeous. I if I if I put in the work, dude, you know see, what? I'm going to shut everybody up once and for all about the swing. I don't – this is – I'm open to lessons from people that are certified to give them. But other than that, I do not want to hear a nothing about – Sorry, bud. About my swing. Nothing. Your swing nothing. is – your swing is to the point where I'm not sure you it, can get better. I think it's it, to the point it, where you have to fine. Tiger Woods your it's, swing and just revamp it. I've gotten much better. I've, I've rolled with it. And it's not even that. It, it's – it's. I'll tell you what. We will roll with the swing. If it breaks again, we'll look at it. But right now, I have no – I'm full of utter, utter confidence in my game. No ability that I'm going, oh, shoot. Not driving, not irons, nothing. So it's all in your head. Every, Do you think that the fact that your swing is, quote-unquote, what some might call ugly, it bothers you? You really wish you had a sweet swing. You know you do. You don't. I mean, I'm not saying you're a bad player, but you really do. You know that eats you eats you alive inside. The fact that people don't oogle over your swing. No, the only thing I hate about it is everybody comments on how short my backswing is. I'm like, well, I'm still hitting at 250, 260. It's like, what's the issue here? And I don't care. I'm hitting at 220. It's still if I can make par, it doesn't really matter. What's like that? I said, I think next summer, I think you just need to start from scratch, Matt Wolf. Just adopt the Matt Wolf swing. Oh See what gosh. you can do with it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it would be interesting. You, or at least maybe a week. Give it a week. One week where you just – oh, that's all you do is you practice and you see what you can do with it. But to answer your question, no, you cannot get down to a, a two or three handicap in a summer. I'm not saying that I'm – I'm legitimately saying it's like basically my job is I live at a course. I could get it down I'm to a two. You can't. I could. Okay, if you devoted your entire life to golf. You probably could, but I mean, come on. Like I said, Tiger Woods days. I'm spending 10 hours at a course every day. You're not doing that. (laughs) Two buckets of balls every day and an hour on the putting green plus uh, 36 holes. I could be a two handicap by the end of the summer. Dude, you'll get to a five. Usually the rule of thumb is you get to ask, ask them stretch golfers. You know, I I don't know. Ask your, uh, your, what is it? Your, uh, Trent? No, not, um, oh yeah. Yeah. Him too. Um, no, what, your dad played with as a superintendent, right? Oh, that you played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So yep, ask, yep. Ask, ask, yeah. So, um, once when you hit five handicap, that's when you can't get any more strokes. Like it is like you have to just totally go on grip mode to get like a tenth of a handicap lower. It, it, it gets harsh. Like I'm at the point now where I might get like one more lower, but 
I mean, I'm not going to go out there and shoot 72 all of a sudden starting next week. All right. You just don't. That's I, that's fair. That's fair. All right. One last. Uh, I got one last question for you uh, in terms of your golf game. Uh, just 2020 recap. What was the best round you had this year? The most fun you had? Uh, just overall encapsulate everything that comes into it goes into a golf round. The most fun you had this year golfing, and the absolute worst round you had. Oh boy. All right. I got um, I got two off the top of my head. The first one was the Fourth of July montage that me and you had going to uh, Hunter's Ridge, Holiday Meadows, which you did beat me at Holiday Meadows. Congratulations. And Corona uh, Hills. We played, what, 36 holes, and we probably could have played nine more. It was just, that was that was amazing. That was one of those where, that one of the best 4th of Julys you could get you could probably get. Yep. Cheap golf, um, playing all day. And then the other one I'm going to say, uh, was the Hawk Hollow one, the third one. I know you didn't play very well there, and I even lost there. But that was that was one of those where on the front nine there, that's kind of where like I got – that's where I should have won it is because yep. I kind of got caught up in the moment of like my first 12-hole success where I literally made every par putt from 20 feet, every like every single putt on that front nine I made. Like I, I, was, I was hitting it okay. But I'm like no, you were saving it on the green. I was saving every single. I had, I had like 30 foot pars, 15 foot pars. I mean, just total like fist palms. And then I had that um, the better than most putt on hole 12, the par three, where the 60 yeah. footer. <laughs> that was the best putt I've seen in my life. That's no shit. That's that best. Was, I mean, after that, it's like I'm going to that next tee box. I'm like, there's no way I'm losing this thing. And it was just kind of like you, you just know that. I don't know. Spoiler alert: He did. Yeah. What about your favorite rounds? Uh, favorite round probably would be uh, just I was playing. It was right when I was playing the best golf of my life. It was uh, family reunion every year. Black Lake, great course, hard course. Uh, but I, it was a course that when I was a kid, I thought like, dude, there's no way I could ever kind of like manage my way around this course. Like I hit, I hit 15 fairways like in the over wow. uh, through 18 holes. Uh, and like that includes par threes, like hitting greens. Like that's I was cool. playing lights out basically. You said how narrow that the fairways were too. So that's and really, it's, that's really you can't good. miss the fairways at that course because it's all, it's, it's up North golf. They're lined with woods. It's the hardest course I ever played in my life. I, there was like it, but me and my, uh, Mr. Smythe, who we've had on the show, we're both playing really well. And we still shot, I think one under, like it was, as a scramble team, like, and that was with playing yeah. the best. Like, I don't know if I could, we could shot better than that. Still, yeah. And oh, I the worst one I forgot. Um, I don't know. I had a few worse ones, but let's see. We'll do. I'll just uh, the worst round I ever had was it was actually when me and you we lost. You are not a good scramble barner. I, it was actually a best ball where I was basically just carrying us. You maybe had one hole, I think, where at we Glenn used Breyer. your score. At yeah, at Glenbrier. And yeah. we lost to a couple of schmoes that we should not have lost to. That was the most embarrassing loss I've had in my golf career. And it's won. 100%. No, we lost. And no, it's 100% on your shoulders. We won, but we bet on like five strokes. Oh, That's yeah, what. yeah, yeah, yeah. We won. We just lost the bet. Like but we, it wasn't yeah. it was it was it we shouldn't we should have beat them by ten strokes. Yeah. So that uh, was the least favorite. Alright, you're you're I I don't know, I, I gotta battle that demon out next year. But and what was your least team? favorite? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go anything Glenbriar, obviously, but um Krona Hills, 
the famous hole six fall apart. Remember when hole six was like the kryptonite for me for like a month? Yeah. And me and Casey or uh, Mr. Smythe, we were up by like, we were up by water two going into that hole. And I think it was like you, I can't remember your play. It was you and probably spin dog. I'm thinking that's who it was. And we literally were up by two and I was in the duck hook phase and I duck hooked it on hole six, like 150 yards and Casey hit it in the woods. So long story short, we were backside of the green putting for par, like a weird chip. I didn't ship it over the bunker and I tried to be cute with it. And cause it's like on a slope. So I tried to like hit it right on the fringe, like let it roll slope. So I hit it like, up, up, like, six inches too short and it went it rolled into the bunker and i'm sitting there going like oh my gosh i just put so i put myself in a worse spot cost a stroke and i'm like there's no way you I'm, missed I'm, the most important part of that hole where mr Smythe hit a ball on the green and you told him to pick it up because you were going to put it closer than that and only to have you skull it right into the bunker do you remember that or do you forget about that one i <laughs> hey i i i <laughs> Uh, you're right. I don't remember that, but I, I do remember something like that. I, I do remember the the amount of pressure I put on that shot, saying, "Oh yeah, I got this." When he was like front green, you know, thirty feet, and yeah, did I die putt that? I don't I know. I no, you, there's no way you putted it because you ended up in the bunker. I know. It was like a, I don't know how that was one of the worst shots. And then again, I just I made all the money in the world the first half of the summer. And then every time I place a finger on a, a cent for a bet, I lost the money. I don't know what it was. It was horrible. Oh, what a round it was! What a what a year it was. Masters coming up Thursday. Uh, you people listening to this, it's probably Thursday. Just kicked off. Uh, any closing thoughts? Throw out your your final picks. My picks were Louis Oosthuizen at fifty five to one and Tony Finau at twenty six to one. Uh, your picks for the Masters, and then we'll wrap this up. Yep, I'm just gonna play it safe. Um, there's really isn't. I don't really have any dark horses here. I'm just going with uh, not quite chalk, not Bryson, but I'm gonna go Dustin Johnson, and I'm gonna go Brooks Koepka. I love it. All right, Fast X Cookie Masters Preview Pod. Special thank you to Klaus for joining us, our special golf analyst. Uh, send us out, brother. Whatever you got. Better than most. Oh, he makes it. <laughs> <laughs>